0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. I presume we're live. We're still new on this software. Hopefully you guys can see me, you can see Alex, but hopefully Alex can't see me because if he can, something terribly has gone wrong. Alex, how you doing, man?
2: Good. Looking forward to uh, watching this uh, on a delay as I'm talking, like we did last night. It's a whole new thing. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a brand new world, Sean app. We're all just living in it.
0: Man, I don't like it. Google makes everything a lot harder than it needs to be, and I don't appreciate that. Look at this. I didn't even crop out the the edge <laughs> of my shot. You can't even see it. So I, I got to fix that at some point. Uh, oh, my God. What What kind of heathen am I? <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, But we've got SmackDown Live to talk about tonight, and Alex. There, I mean, there was some pointless stuff, but there was a lot of stuff I liked. The promos were on fire tonight. What did you think?
2: Promos were uh, really good. There was a lot of stuff where I was like, "Well, God, where is this gonna lead?" And it was turned out it it led to a pretty great promo uh, battle three way thing. Um, Yeah, I'm. I mean, there's listen, there's stuff that's going on tonight. Uh, And in WWE that is so inspired uh, with the possibilities of being something really, truly special stuff. We'll look back on in 10 or 15 years and remember like vividly and fondly Um, so much so that it drowns out all the mediocre crap. Like very, very little of WWE is straight up bad. It's just mediocre. It's just meh. It's just there. And it does. It's pointless. It serves no purpose. But the stuff that is great is so good that it just it it it, it lights it stokes those those fires of being a wrestling fan. Uh, I don't know why I made the universal symbol for testicles there, but <laughs> but that's 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 there's a there's fire under my testicles for for Bray Wyatt. So you can take that quote out of context and put it all over the internet.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you might want to. Check that out. I know we don't do like medical here at Fightful, but yeah. I, I, you, I don't have to be a doctor to tell you that that's not okay, what's going on with you. <laughs> I'll tell you what is okay. Super chats, guys. Send them our way. We'll read your question on the air, uh, answer your question on the air, or read your statement on the air, any amount. But if you want to support us in another way, FightfulSelect.com is our premium service. We have broken hundreds of stories at this point on there. Uh, we've given you early access to news, lots of podcasts, lots of retro reviews, uh, NXT, 205 Live, UK reviews. You get to hear Steven Jensen and Warren Hayes over there. We've just got a ton of stuff. FightfulSelect.com. Even if you don't want to subscribe, go over there, poke around, see what we have to offer. You might just like it. A couple of our first Super Chats have rolled in. Somebody says, or actually, some I don't want to say somebody, DJ Cass says... Anyone remember Team Orton versus Team Kingston from Survivor Series '09 when Kofi pinned Orton? Can't wait for Kofi and Orton. I thought they did some incredible stuff tonight, Alex. We'll get to that, but what's old is new again, and and I think it's a good thing.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it. it uh, listen, there's certainly no current day heat between these two, um, to for them to, for them to you know to tap into. Uh, so I'm really glad that they went back 10 years and made it a thing, like. The idea that Kofi's been stewing about this for 10 years. Um, and and so, so much so that he he says, I'm calling you out, Randy Orton. Not Randy Orton saying, hey, I'd like to have a shot at being the champion, which is how most people get title shots now. Um, I like that it's Kofi saying, I want you, and here's why. That's a really great way of getting me invested also doesn't hurt that Randy Orton's out there going yeah you're right I did hold you down like that's that's really good too it's not him being like whoa 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 you got me all wrong like no 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 like him coming out and admitting it that's also
0: really good Brian Hall thank you for the super chat says the Kofi Randy promo gave me a continuity boner me too I loved it it, it was I enjoyed that uh Aaron J's fan says Lacey and Medusa going at it on Twitter well. Medusa bodied Lacey on Twitter from what I saw. Yeah. yeah, Man, for somebody who can't cut a live promo, she sure can tweet. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Uh, Answer Debrasse, thank you for the super chat. He says, uh, have you guys heard any Sasha Banks rumblings? Uh, well, a couple nights ago when WWE was in Orlando, I was heard by, and when I tell you guys a reliable source, it was a person who gave me the halftime heat news. Uh, somebody who I was able to confirm a lot of other stories with uh, Sasha was about, I don't know, three, four blocks away with, mm. of all things, her dog and her husband, <laughs> uh, walking, uh, on, uh, West Washington street towards the direction of the venue. But nobody I talked to saw her there or at least said that she would, or said that they, uh, saw her there. So wasn't able to really follow up on that, just that she was in the hood, but hey, she lives in Orlando. So yeah, Rob Bookin says, uh, on the road and want to say hello, Alex, tell SRS about Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. Also, if you hear anything about a fat guy crushing kids at a water park, it's probably me. Well, hey. It's
2: he, it's either him or it's me, because I love Wisconsin Dells. The water parks are great. I uh, can't go to the big ones anymore because uh, i got the little kid, but um, there's a really great kids' water park in a hotel there, like actually in it with like little water slides and a polar bear. It's very cute, and that's where we go whenever time we stay there. It's nice.
0: Tim Travers says, Shane and Kevin feud is a little bit like Austin and Vince. I think they want it to be. Um, Shane is a better in-ring wrestler than Vince ever was. I don't think he's as strong as a character, though. But there there are some positives and negatives uh, to that as well. But let's go ahead and really dive into SmackDown Live. Again, guys, keep those super chats rolling. We'll read your stuff on the air. David Otunga on commentary. Well, technically, he was there for a bit. Did he say anything?
2: No, he was there all night. What was, was? Yeah, Otunga was there all night. I barely re- noticed him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they they were they had the new day there. They had E and Woods there for a while. Then they replaced Whoa. them with Michael Cole, and Otunga was there through the whole thing. As far well, as I could.
0: well, I noticed them. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And I keep having to adjust your shot, Alex. Keep oh, rocking back and forth.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sit, sit right there.
0: I, sit right I'm, there.
2: I like like sitting a little forward. I feel like I'm trapped way back here. Well, okay. Sit
0: right there. You stay
2: there. Sit right there and you hear a tale. That's right.
0: So, uh, David Otunga is on commentary, joined by the New Day. And, of course, WWE's method is, hey, if you can't have a three-man booth, go ahead and have a four-man booth. Right. Shane comes out, wastes a ton of time, it feels like, cutting a promo. But really, it was like six minutes from the the opening thing to the intro to uh, what he was setting up, but he showed Kevin Owens quitting last year, and yeah. I, I love that bit of continuity too, Alex. They they should bring that up. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't Shane McMahon bring that up? Well, I I'm I, I'm still craving um, some better
2: explanation for it because it was a really emotional, really cool little scene where he was sitting there in the ring couldn't figure it out like he was just you could tell he was really going through it in his head and he just says I quit and he walks off and he was gone for 6 days like he then they said they they brought me back and that was it they didn't like like was there a storyline they were going to do and they decided not to in during the intervening week and they they brought him back and it was like yeah I did that but then I'm not doing it anymore like if they actually delve into it a little bit more like it'd be interesting to see where that goes but I do like that they they're conjuring up the whole thing that Kevin Owens is a quitter. Um so I I I think hopefully they they wind up going all the way to the stipulation that the match is an I quit match. So you have to say I quit and if if Kevin Owens says I quit, he's he's out. What
0: the hell is this Alex? I
2: I don't know. Hold on one second. What what
0: kind of what kind I I'm going to mute but, Alex. Anyway, uh <laughs> As of uh, this this match, this this situation that is unfolding, Kevin Owens said that he would quit if he lost. He uh, was then brought out, or didn't get brought out. He came out and says that uh, this was his lowest point. And he's ready to kick Shane McMahon's ass. Uh, th- not this being his lowest point, but the time that he quit was his lowest point. So uh, when when that happens, like that's some. Bit of an explanation, but not the explanation we need for something like that. Elias is backstage kissing Shane McMahon's ass, so is Drew McIntyre. Why is that? Well, because Shane said, Tonight, Kevin, you face Roman Reigns. And then, you know, they gotta stack the deck. They make Elias the special timekeeper, and he was not great at it. Drew McIntyre, the special guest referee, he looked wonderful in the shirt. And Shane is a special guest ring announcer. Not as good as Greg Hamilton. All right, no, no, not nearly. Not nearly as good as Greg Hamilton. But the opening segment I thought was pretty solid on Kevin Owens' part. I thought it was good that Shane McMahon brought up what he did. Uh, I really, really liked that. I thought it went well. Hannah Moore, one of our great mods, said, It felt like they ran over on time in some of the promos and had to cut other stuff. It certainly did. Because... There were two matches that were not matches. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they had to cut a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, but, well, all, all, also, we'll talk about this later, but they, they had to show us um, uh, everything that happened on the reunion last night that we forgot about since it was 24 hours ago. They had to show us like a four-minute video highlight package of that. So that t- that took up time, but you can't cut that. Lord knows. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I could have went with some of the, without some of these uh, video segments. Didn't didn't need that. Also, uh, best wishes to Byron Saxton who lost his father this week, which is why yeah. he wasn't there. Uh, hate to hear that. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Apollo Cruz. This was very good. I thought this was outstanding. New Day were on commentary and they put over that delayed vertical suplex from Apollo Cruz. Like it was one of the biggest finishes, period. Outside of Big E saying, oh, he's not as strong as me. But they were very excited for that. I loved it. Tom Phillips' reaction to that was great because I think Xavier said, Do you know what it takes to hold a man above your head like that? And Tom Phillips goes, I think you know I don't. (laughs) Which I thought was phenomenal. That's good. Uh, There was a moonsault to the outside that New Day really, really got excited for. Nakamura gained control during the break. But Apollo kind of fought back, and really, I got sold a ticket by New Day on that Olympic Slam. Yeah. I thought that was it, Alex.
2: Well, no, the, these, um, listen, E and Woods, um, when they finally retire from uh, from in-ring stuff, if they do it near, near the same time, just immediately slot them in to doing this. They're, they're so so great at it I mean they, they bring so much energy to it you can tell that they know the business so well that they know exactly what what all the 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 tropes are and, and the cliches of being the guys behind the booth and then they fight against that and subvert it so great um, I thought they were they brought such an energy to it um, that frankly is kind of I mean they everyone behind the be- behind the desk is you know literally so buttoned down you know what I mean? Uh, that it's just, I, I, I think that these guys, they add so much more with, with that infectious energy.
0: Yeah, I did too. Now I do. I want to hear new day all the time on commentary. No, I don't. But for this, this was a good change of pace. This was special. This was different. I I was all for it. Uh, Speaking of special and different that Nakamura sliding German suplex, glad to see him doing it, but Mm. wish he would save it a little bit. Don't do it every match. Because if the opponent gets in that same spot every single yeah. match, that's too that's too fake for me. Yeah, Na- Nakamura does a Kinshasa after Apollo misses. I don't know if he was going for a shooting star or a moonsault, but whatever it was, it didn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering the way he does it, you can't really tell what it right. is. It's true. It's just a matter of him moving forward an inch or moving backwards an inch. Uh, but Nakamura attacked Apollo Cruz after the match. Why didn't New Day help him at all?
2: I don't know. I I thought it was funny that they were like, somebody should help him, not us, obviously, but somebody should definitely go and help him. I thought that was that was cute that they were calling attention to the fact that they that they weren't helping him because, you know, we we have those questions and then they immediately silence those by making a joke out of it. I think that's good. I mean, it appeared to me last week that you had uh, Ali like saying, hey, what's up, champ? To uh, to um, the, the IC title holder uh, Nakamura, and so I kind of thought he was going to run out and save Apollo, and you were going to get to that program that way. But from the pro, but from the uh, the promo he cut later, it seems like he's not going for the IC. He's going yeah. for bigger bigger fish to fry. But that title's completely taken up right now by something else. So are they really going to keep Ali off TV for another month? Like that just seems foolish. He's so good in the ring. Like that's how you're going to build more of a you know a following for that guy. So let him do crazy stuff in the ring, and they're not going to let him do that. They're going to have him talk. He's great at talking too. But there's a whole other side to him that they're, they're not allowed to to use.
0: Charles Haskins asks thoughts on clean shaven biking shorts Triple H. Uh, that is definitely the get your pats on the back in gorilla after your match Triple H. That yeah. was some of the most boring work I've ever seen. This side of uh, Larry Zabisco. <sighs> they... <sighs> okay, so I'm <clears throat> sure the talent appreciate that they don't have to do a bunch of pre-tapes for this. Yeah. The Mandy-Sonia thing should have been pre-taped. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know what's happening next week. They're getting a match against the Iconics, right? Right.
2: Yes, and if they win, they deserve. If they win, they will deserve. Is what is what Mandy said. We will deserve a, a title shot, but next week's not a title shot. So, but well, what happened with and, the Kabuki Warriors?
0: Did they? Just well, win I mean, by but, but hey, hold on about where they fit into this. I think Mandy Rose said it was a match for that. Yeah, but I don't. This was a pain in the ass. They're facing the Iconics next week. We get a new Ali promo. He's very good. He's got a great presence. Uh, I am I really dug that.
2: Yeah. It was very, very good. I, I, I love the idea. He says, you know what my story's not going to be? It's not going to be this very detailed story that I've obviously been going over in my head for months now. I'm not going to let that consume me, even though it obviously has been. That's a really cool way of letting you get inside this and make this guy more than just like, hey, I'm going to fight for everybody by randomly staring at drunk people on the sidewalk until they quit alcoholism. Like, I'm glad they're not running that anymore. This is much better. This is good. What would be even better is if they let him, you know, wrestle.
0: I did not have high hopes for Miz TV when it was announced. Now, Shawn Michaels was supposed to be on commentary, but it was just changed for some reason. Mm Mm-hmm miz is basically reduced to a babyface mascot these days which considering how some people are booked you could do a lot worse he's not wrestled in two or three weeks how about this one miz has not wrestled on a house show since may Mm. that's good work if he can get it for the miz who has put in his reps now Shawn michaels is brought out i forgot that miz wasn't even on smackdown i was like oh of course he's here why wouldn't he be but he's here because of the show of course yeah uh he <laughs> Dolph Ziggler then comes out and Dolph Ziggler cuts what I think is one of his best promos in a long time yeah it, it, a lot of it is rooted in realism and truth he said Sean you broke my heart last November I used to look up to you and your performance at crown jewel was embarrassing and I was like damn they went there and to be honest with you the thing is Sean Michaels was the best performer in that match but it was uh, uh, a bad match. Yeah. Michael says that he will admit that it's embarrassing, but it's not as embarrassing as working your entire career and still being known as a second-rate Shawn Michaels wannabe ripoff. Gah! Yeah, Damn, that was, that was a line. That was, uh...
2: Fatality, flawless victory. He That's what that was. Pulled
0: Dolph Ziggler's spine out through his ass, Alex.
2: Yeah, that was uh, that was the death blow, uh, right there. The fact that they continued doing stuff after that was like, no, 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 Dolph. There's like that was it. That was that was it. <laughs> like Dolph could have thrown the punch right then because he had nothing. Because what he said afterwards wasn't nearly as good as Michael's jab. Like it wasn't nearly as good.
0: So Ziggler ends up hitting the Miz. Then cracked Shawn Michaels with a big super kick.
2: Man. Now. That bump looked sick to me. Now here's the thing, Alex.
0: I don't give a shit about Ziggler that much. But all of a sudden, this promo and being in the ring with Shawn Michaels, I cared about Dolph Ziggler. I did. And I was like, you know what? Wouldn't hate to see it. And then I think back and I'm like, you know how they talk about Andre the Giant as an attraction? If Shawn Michaels wrestled, it's an attraction. Right. It's, not, cause it's not like Triple H. We see him four or five times a year and he goes away. It's not like The Undertaker. We see him a couple times a year. We've seen him once in like have, eight years.
2: Have they announced the next edition of Sands OF TIME?
0: They have not. But you know what? If they did this match, wouldn't hate it.
2: If they did HBK versus Ziggler there, like I feel like they might be building to eventually that. Because it's weird to like, have HBK take the bump like take that super kick if they're not building to yeah, something between the two of them. But if they're just gonna do Miz versus Ziggler
0: again, it seems kind of a waste. But I mean, remember when they had Michael show up and super kick Daniel Bryan and there was nothing, there was no yeah, plan. There was I know. Yeah, they do this they do this kind of stuff. But, I, I mean I thought this angle was excellent, Alex.
2: Yeah, it was. Overall it was. I also loved that that Ziggler just kept, you know, yelling and, and being pissy. Uh, and and Miz stepped in and was like, "Do something, stop talking and do something." I loved his line, where it should have been me. It should have been should have been me in this company. You make it you. That was really good too. Like Miz was on fire. Let Miz listen. I mean, uh, we forget like how he set the world on fire with that Daniel Bryan prom, promo three years ago. Like he still got that in him whenever he wants to bring it out. And like like that was a ten this was like a seven and a half of where he could go if you wanted to like really lay into Ziggler. I mean, if you're going to, you're going to gonna refresh that old chestnut of a, of a, of a feud fine, because I feel like they, these guys can handle it. They can carry it off. But the, the thing they really sold me a ticket to somehow is 95 year old HBK versus, you know, his, his grandson, Dolph Ziggler. I think that's, that's going to be, that could be really interesting. Somehow they've made me think that. And I know it
0: probably won't be. Yeah, I mean, I could think of a lot worse matches that they could put on.
2: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: And Saudi that's, Arabia's that's blood money bash at the beheading, whatever the hell sure. they're going to call the shit. Uh, <laughs> but That's, that's what we are going to call it. Yeah, I mean, they're running out of ideas. Yeah. Running out of ideas here. Ember Moon defeated Charlotte Flair in a relative squash. There was an arm drag and a pin. Now, if you are queuing up music for WWE and Bailey walks up to you and says, hey, hit my music, and you're it's during a match, I'm saying, piss off, mate. Right, yeah. What? Why would that be allowed? Yeah. I don't get it. And it made Charlotte look like a dumbass and she got rolled up. Now, the benefit of this is because, Alex, we find out finally the answer to the question, where does Ember Moon fit into all this? And as it turns out, she got over everybody. Well, let's yeah. let's talk about it. I mean, everybody. She's out there smiling with Bailey, and I'm like, "What the hell are you doing? Why? Uh, show me something." Well, she did. She rolled Bailey back into the ring. Charlotte attacked her, and then Ember hit both women with the Eclipse. Yeah, this is the best Ember Moon has looked on the main roster. Period. From a booking standpoint,
2: it's true. It's true. Um, now we find. I think we're finding out later in the backstage interview with Charlotte that this was not the case. At the time, I was like, "Yeah, why not just make it another Charlotte three-way? Why not just do that? I mean, there's nothing nothing wrong with a Bailey Ember Ember uh, program. Bailey Ember feud. That's fine. But in case of no emergency, break glass, and behind the glass is Charlotte Flair. That's what they. That's what they did last time. They're gonna do it again. I'm very thankful to see that looks like what they're not doing, which is good. Um, But, like, at the time, I was like, I don't understand why. It seemed like Ember was saying, hey, Bailey, get in there so I can make, give Charlotte a reason to be in my match too, which just felt like the wrong thing to do at the time. But um, I did love her hitting both uh, women with with an
0: eclipse. It was great. She looked awesome. Now, Charlotte said that, she had a chip on her shoulder, understandably, as the character would. And you, let's be real. You can't leave Charlotte Flair off of SummerSlam. She's a big no, star. You no, you shouldn't. And she says her opponent will be better than Ember Moon. Who do you think Charlotte Flair is going to face? Because, I mean, you know, a lot of people, I saw one person immediately throw around. And one person, I mean a fan, not like a source backstage. Mm-hmm. Trish Stratus.
2: Right. That, that was my immediate thought was... She'll be facing a legend who can still go for, you know, at least have the illusion of going. You know what I mean? She needs to beat him. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm all for, you know, Trish, Toronto, all that. Don't need Trish Stratus beating Charlotte Flair. And I get it. They, they're like, oh, okay. So, well, we don't need Charlotte hot right now. So let's just, she can take the loss. No, she, I don't know how many one minute losses a person can take. I mean, you can build them back up, sure. Look at Kevin Owens. Look at Becky Lynch. Look at all this. But man, I don't want that all the time. No, 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 no. Another great promo. Kofi Kingston brings out Randy Orton. Wants to face him at SummerSlam, Alex. He brings out beating Orton's ass at Madison Square Garden 10 years ago. They had to go here, Alex. Yeah, had to. This is... How often do we talk about them being... Just floated a softball like the last pitch in that movie Rookie of the Year. Looking at his mom in the crowd. floated. it. Well, they floated it in there, but nobody whiffed. They knocked it out of the park with this one. You have to bring it up. Kofi says that after that, Randy Orton used his political power to make sure he never got back to the main event. And Orton said, oh, you think I did? Oh, because I did. Mm-hmm. That was great. Orton knows... Whether or not he did it or not or whatever the hell happened, he knows that this program is money and their history is money. And a lot of times when you, when you talk, a lot of people say, oh, when you build a guy in a lab, it'll look like Randy Orton. He recognizes the strength of the program. He knows it's a good spot for him. And he's capitalizing on it. He says that Kofi was not ready and still isn't ready and that his title win is a fluke. I love him playing off of the detractors of Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. Alex, what do you think of uh, Kofi and Randy Orton here?
2: Um, well, I agree. There, there's there, Again, there's zero current heat between these two guys. So you have to play up the history between the two of them. I lo- I, as I said, I love that it's Kofi who calls out Randy and says, I've been stewing about this for 10 years. You kept me out of the main seat, main event scene, and I had to work my ass off for a decade to get back here. And I also love Randy saying, yeah, well, you know what I didn't have to do? I didn't have to throw pancakes to the crowd or shake my ass or fake a Jamaican accent to get there because all I had to do was show up and be Randy Orton. Like, the the entitlement of that statement. I mean, it's like... a." a Again, K- Kofi Kingston's had some, some interesting programs since he's been, been champ, but like this one feels like the first time that, it's that A, it feels personal, and B, that the heel he's facing like has a specific reason for not liking Kofi, Kofi has a specific reason for not liking him, and that's a, that's a heel-ass promo to be like, I didn't have to work a day in my life to get where I am. I've been in the main event scene for 20 years. All I had to do was show up like that, that you gotta hate that guy. Like that's a great heel promo. I loved all of this work from Andy Orton. Um, now him bringing now, up
0: Ali and yeah. saying that I hurt him. And that was the only reason you got a shot.
2: That was so good. Ah! That was so good at the, at the moment that was coming up, Ali tweeted out, Ouch. yeah like he like like that hurts to hear now here's the other thing now the 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 twist on this that i hope they honestly for a lot of reasons don't go this route is if randy beats kofi for the title then you you have a ready-made feud for ali to come in and and say that you took me out of my my championship opportunity all those months ago now I'm coming for your title. I wasn't going to come for Kofi's. I respect Kofi. I don't hey, respect you.
0: You, like you, that. Have, you could have Ali step up to Kofi and do that. that you, to you me, could, you to me that is a... You, you talk about a September pay-per-view title match. Sure. That yeah. Could do that, too. Why not? Why yeah. not do that? Yeah. I love this. This was awesome. Samoa Joe is back out, ready to eat that L. He does via DQ.
2: Like I, I I feel like he should be hosting a uh, a prank show on MTV and wearing truck, trucker hats because he's getting punked like over and over and over again. I really like Samoa Joe and I don't relish the way he's just being treated as basically a jobber to the stars. And there's only so much the commentary team can do to be like like I think it was Otunga said like once once you when you face. Uh, Samoa Joe in a match you're forever changed and I want to say yeah, your win-loss record has one more win in it. That's what happens after you face Samoa Joe because he never wins and that's tough because this guy was a a machine for years. He's one of the greatest ever and he still is, could be, but they're just having him talk really, really well and then go in and take the L. He's, He's basically Bray Wyatt without the spooky crap, you know?
0: Well, Orton interferes for the DQ. Orton RKO's Joe, which yeah, might as well. But eats a trouble in paradise. Kofi looks strong again. He's booked very, very well. What more can you say about it? He's booked really strong. He didn't need to get pinned by Ziggler, but that's really it. Yeah, Julian that... Julian Weeks says that promo uh, made that emotion behind Kofi's WrestleMania comeback uh, even more. I now want to see Kofi beat Orton. As much as I wanted to see him beat Brian. Yeah. So true. So true. Play off this history. Because, I mean, hey, the reason why Kofi Kingston was so over is because people were familiar with him. They liked him all along the way. And he he was a, seemed like a genuinely nice guy. Seemed like he worked really hard. And had a lot of things happen. I think the Orton thing, and a lot of people knowing the Orton thing, Alex, yeah. were a big part of him being as over as he was yeah. for this run because people knew that he had that rug pulled out from under him. At least a lot of people did.
2: Yeah. No, there's a, there, were, there are enough people who have that uh, remembrance of that time and, and know that story that, that it adds something to it. And they really haven't brought it up in the run until now when it really serves them. That's
0: good. I'm not going to pretend like I thought this was a great promo up next but it was a really great segment Alex Finn Balor is out to address Bray Wyatt Balor then challenges him to a match at SummerSlam and Firefly Funhouse appears on the screen to a nice pop The Fiend accepts Finn Balor's challenge I thought this was one this is one of my more favorite Firefly Funhouses because it was different it was live it was on the fly you can yeah. tell he was in a backstage situation instead of the traditional set and he accepts the challenge. The promo work on this episode of SmackDown was exceptional. One of the best, I, th- I think, in probably the last couple years. Yeah.
2: Um, this segment proved to me, like, beyond a shadow of a doubt, this this Bray Wyatt thing has such potential. Such potential. Like, the whole thing. Every If you pay attention to what he does on Twitter... He's really affable. He's he's the dude in the sweater. He's the Mr. Rogers version of himself on Twitter. Like apologizing for past wrongs to people and like, you know, good-naturedly challenging people to matches and everything. Like and that was like the idea that Bray Wyatt is separate from the fiend. But he is he fears and is in awe of the fiend. And and like that. That part of this multiple personality type of thing is just so good, that 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 he says, you know, you know, uh, we keep trying to tell the fiend how super duper you are, but he just won't listen. Like that's really creepy. <laughs> to have then and then go into this thing where you know he becomes the fiend with the mask and everything. Um, this is this has potential to be amazing. Some people are, uh, I guess, there's speculation that Finn's not going to wrestle as the demon, which. I mean, I, I kind of wish they would kind of get get if, away from that whole demon undefeated
0: streak thing. If but that happens, if he's not the demon, he needs to get squashed. Yeah, that's true. Completely it, run completely through, squashed, squashed yeah. dominated, and sent off for two months that he wants off. Yeah. And then, whenever he's ready to come back, I would say Survivor Series. Yeah, Then, you have him come back as the demon. Or, you know, yeah. while, while Bray's doing this run... Uh, this reign of terror throughout multiple shows you have the demon appear on the screen and kind of do unto Bray what Bray's done unto others
2: here's here's my pitch and here's what I think could be really really great I think you have Bray uh terrorized guy after after guy he doesn't need to be he doesn't need to go anywhere near a title because him being part of the program automatically lifts it so you have Bray just run through guy after guy after guy, terrorizing everybody, and have him be undefeated through Mania. And on the same, the same side, the other side of the coin, you have Alistair Black still kicking ass, doing every, throwing everybody. And you have this thing. Eventually, Bray cuts a promo like the only way to fight darkness is with darkness. And have have them undefeated versus undefeated at at, uh, at Mania next year with, with with that kind of thing behind it. You could run, like, a really great promo that would last forever. Like, a program that could last... The guys, separate. Just talking to each other via promos until they finally get in the ring for the first time at Mania. I think it could be amazing.
0: Main event time already. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. You have special guest Raft, Drew McIntyre. Special timekeeper Elias. Special announcer Shane McMahon. This match doesn't happen. But Roman... Was not happy that Kevin Owens said, oh, if you need me to run through Reigns to get to you, I'll do that. I like that. Roman Reigns should not be happy about that. And he said, I guess I'm going to have to kick everybody's ass. Good. Mm -hmm. That's Roman Reigns. That is the big dog. That's the attitude we want to see. We don't want to see the fiery underdog. How -hmm. will he overcome the odds? The man is good. Just let him be good. Roman Reigns throws Drew out pretty quickly. Kevin Owens attacks Elias. They're overcome by the odds, but that doesn't really last that long because they fight right back. Owens does a stunner to end the show. Reigns kind of helped him. Kevin Owens says this won't even compare to the ass-kicking he's going to put on Shane at SummerSlam. Now, here's my thing. I've already seen him kick Shane McMahon's ass several times at this point. And, And, hey, I get it. Stone Cold Steve Austin used to kick Vince McMahon's ass an awful lot too, but we're talking about as, as over as Kevin Owens is right now. And as good as Shane McMahon is at playing this annoying character, they are not Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shane McMahon.
2: No,
0: they are different. They are lesser versions, modern day versions of what they want this to be. I I could have went without this entire segment, honestly. Yeah,
2: no, it was unnecessary. It was also kind of obvious from the beginning Like, he could have easily said, hey, Kevin, you're going to have to fight Drew McIntyre. And then had him and Elias be out there. But the idea that, like, hey, you're going to have to fight this other guy that also hates me. Like, it was kind of obvious that, that, you know, there was going to be, like, Kevin and Roman in the ring going, truce, truce, and then beat up everybody. Like, that was kind of an obvious ending that we're going to do, which is fine. Sometimes obvious is good. Um, But uh, I don't think anybody was surprised when it was, like, you know, those two guys, you know, fighting back against the three, the two Stooges and, and the McMahon. And you're right. Um, we've seen him beat up beat up Shane a lot, which is why I hope it is an actual I quit match. And he forces Shane to quit being the face of both brands. Yeah. Like like actually say I quit, like forces them into it. Because if Kevin Owens says I quit, he has to quit the company. He has to quit wrestling. So make, make Shane do it. Like, that's a different thing than, like, Shane's gotten his ass kicked a lot over the years. Like, making him abdicate the authority that he ha- currently has, that's a statement. And that's something that I wish they would do at uh, SummerSlam.
0: The only authority figures that I want to see on this show are Bischoff and Heyman for one or two weeks when they are resetting the rosters mm-hmm. for the Fox split. That's it. Yeah. Who's your MVP for SmackDown Live this week, Alex? Ray Wyatt. Ray Wyatt, huh?
2: I mean Bray Bray Wyatt just like every time he's on it's electric like he's he's got me so excited for the next thing that he does I'm I'm totally in the tank for him right now.
0: I think right now I'd have to go with probably Randy Orton Kofi Kingston is, sure. is very close there. Um, there were a lot of contenders tonight. There usually it's tough to find one. It's not tough tonight. Ember Moon could have been it. Uh, could have been Bray. Could have been any of that. How about this? No Daniel Bryan on this week's show after his big announcement that didn't happen last week.
2: Yeah, I wonder if they were like, "Hey, we have this great idea," and then we're like, "Whoops, no, sorry, we shouldn't have had you cut that amazing backstage promo after you lost the tag titles because that thing we had you we were going to do with you that's not that can't work anymore." So sometimes they do that. They just go, you know, they just they 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 just retcon everything. Cut bait and wait for you to forget about it until they go back.
0: IG the King says, close to two hundred subs. I'll take what I can get. Bray's great. Yeah, I saw your super chat. Couldn't make a lot of sense of it, my friend, but I read it anyway. Guys, Fightful Select this week. Warren Hayes at the two oh five live NXT UK review. It's a good time. Steven Jensen, the weekender podcast. Also what I would call a good time. But Wednesday. It's the list and your boy. In two weeks, I'll be there live. We'll be doing the show in person in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I will be there from Wednesday through I think early Monday. I don't wow. know. I'll, it'll be these trips get longer and longer. It's longer and longer. I'm ready for it. I'm I'm very excited to be there. Uh gonna see a lot of great people. I want to thank you guys so much for all the super chats. That is Uh, Really helped us. Like I said, it goes a long way in paying writers, podcasters, all that stuff. As does Fightful Select. I didn't think either of those would be successful formulas. I was happy to be wrong there. Thank you guys so much. Uh, The Fightful Wrestling Weekly's got some very interesting news in it. You can get it early, subscribing to Tier 2 of that service. IG the King, again, with another super chat, says, Listen, you boy, can't wait. SummerSlam card predictions. Uh, what what do you think will be added to this show, Alex?
2: Gosh, I mean I, the, Nakamura versus somebody. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean they got to have something for Braun to do. So I mean I I feel like there's again there's a two whole weeks bunch of, away. They're two weeks away. They're going to have to like start cranking out the the, the all the matches that they're going have to have Braun to Braun
0: versus Lastly.
2: I uh, listen, like if they did it, I wouldn't be surprised. Like wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: If they put a bunch of people in a battle royal, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Pre show Battle yeah. Royal, wouldn't hate it, but you don't gotta yeah. get everybody on the show. But
2: it's gonna it's gonna be the revival versus the Usos again. Oh boy. Uh New I know Day I love versus, those two
0: teams, but damn.
2: New Day versus heavy machinery maybe. Probably. Yeah,
0: I think that could be fun. Could be entertaining.
2: Yeah, it'll be it'll be entertaining. But it's like, when 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 I have to make the sound, obviously yeah. they haven't been doing a lot of good story building.
0: Is takeover like, Ig the king says is takeover going to be better than SummerSlam? Here's the thing. Extreme Rules was better than like anything that weekend. I don't know. Well, because I've. I, Got a little bit of information about somebody who might be around SummerSlam weekend. I'm am inclined to believe that that might be a standout show. So I'm going to go with NXT. You know, NXT is always
2: uh, great. Um, and I, anytime I go into a card for, for a takeover and go, yeah, this is going to be pretty good. It always is like off the charts, insane, great. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing what they do. They're they're good. they're certainly they always leave everything out there in the ring, and I can't wait for it.
0: Somebody asked what my favorite part of Two Five Live is. Lately, it's been Mike Canellis and Drake Maverick. That's yeah. some goddamn great storytelling.
2: I tell you, man, I love this idea of Drew Gulak uh, uh, taking challengers from NXT and yep. places like like just the idea, like oh, yeah, let's bring Shane Strickland or whatever they call him now up from NXT and have him have a match with with Drew Gulak for the title. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, do that all the time, please.
0: Guys, thank you all so much. Remember, leave a thumbs up and IG the King, of course, then a new, another super chat as we're going off the air. Who's Gulak going to face at SummerSlam? Gable. Gable. I love that idea. Yeah. Subscribe. Make sure you guys check out our various platforms. If you want to help us out again, iTunes, leave us a nice five-star review. That helps people find us there. Until next time, guys, we are out.